this week on Access Louisville. We're going to talk about Brown Foreman expanding their Louisville distillery. Plus, we got a whole lot of John Schnatter news, including an allegation of potential blackmail. It's all worth talking about. Stick around. Thanks for joining us. My name is David Mann, and joining me today is Jason Thomas. Happy to be here. Haley Cawthon. Hi there. And Sarah Shadburn. Hi. Access Louisville is a weekly podcast from Louisville Business First. Each week, we bring you the latest news and the sharpest opinions on this city we love, Louisville, Kentucky. But before we do that, I'm going to start this show a little differently. Since Sarah is new here, I want to just kind of introduce her to you guys and uh, have her tell us a little bit about uh, where she comes from and her background, that sort of thing. So uh, first of all, Sarah, where, uh, where are you from originally? I'm from here. All right. So you've lived in Louisville all your life? Yep. Gotcha. And how long have you been at Business First now? It's, it's been officially a month. A month. Yeah. Month? Yesterday right. marked a month. Yesterday was a month. Yeah. yeah. I guess that was said at the staff meeting. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And uh, let's see. What did you do before Business First? You were, you were in college, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So before this, I was the editor-in-chief of my school newspaper for the last year of my studies. And then I was an intern with Viacom in the summer of 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then before that... I was an intern with WNC Magazine in 2017. Yeah, and where did you go to? Where did you go to college again? UNC Asheville. There you go. And uh, what is the best story you've ever written? Yeah. So um, the story that immediately comes to mind is um, my junior spring. I wrote this story about this conceptual philosopher, Jonathan Keats. Mm-hmm. He was the Black Mountain Legacy Fellow, uh, and he was doing this conceptual orchestra with. Um, his music experimentalism class where Hmm. uh, it was basically a universal orchestra where he was trying to play music that we didn't really have a concept of. It was Hmm. for beings, it was supposed to be played for beings across the spectrum of, of sound waves. Um, And so one You're blowing my mind. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It was was crazy. If you uh, are interested, if you just Google Jonathan Keats Universal Orchestra, it'll be on the Blue Banner, uh, which was my school newspaper. I'm going to check it out. It It was really cool. It sounds pretty wild. And we had a YouTube video to kind of, assist with the comprehension because nice. it was a little heady so. yeah it sounds like nice. it um all right i've never Wha- written anything that deep it was <laughs> a really cool <laughs> story i talked to him for like an hour and i was like had even more questions so. yeah uh, yeah i have difficulty explaining simple things yeah. let alone that so. which is um, good because you're a journalist <laughs> <laughs> exactly all right uh so to usually the way i start the show you can tell I said I'm going to do something different today. Usually I start with a difficult question for everybody and it's kind of like an icebreaker just to get us talking. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and, and move into that now. The question I have for you guys, uh, we had a big story on our website this week about where we asked some local uh, experts their favorite piece of real estate in Louisville. Uh, these were all real estate folks. Some of them said the Omni, some of them said Waterfront Park. A few very sweet people said their home. I love that. Um <laughs> So I'm going to ask you guys the same thing. What is your favorite piece of real estate in Louisville? And I think I'll start with Haley this time. Ooh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, Why is that weird? Because I, I, I usually <laughs> start at the ends. Yeah. Like I usually start with whoever's sitting on Yeah, I was, I was. So Haley was like just <laughs> sitting there comfortably. <laughs> but I'm going to start with Haley. So I want to go back to something that we talked about in one of our earlier podcasts and like what neighborhood would we live in? Like, yeah. 
So at first I thought, you know, I wanted to be a Nulu because I'm there all the time and I really like the shops and places to eat there. Um, but as I've slowly, you know, branched out in my time here at Business First, I realized that I really love the Clifton neighborhood and I love mm-hmm. like all the architectural homes yes, and like yeah. the woodsy areas. Mm-hmm. And I think that is my favorite piece of real estate, the Clifton neighborhood. There you go. Mm. That's nice. All right. Now who am I going to go with next? I'll go. I'll go, Jason. <laughs> Let's see. Well, I, uh, I am a huge fan of history, so I love taking a stroll in the West Main Street Historic District. It's on the National Register yeah. of Historic Places. Just the wrought iron there. I just, I don't know, I just I just go there and I just look at the buildings and you can kind of see the river if you look in the right places. And there's a building, I think it's like at 5th and Main or something. It kind of reminds me of New Orleans. So it's, I, yeah. get, I get that Southern vibe there and I just, just kind of just feel the soul of the city there. Yeah. I mean, that's where a lot of it all started. So yeah. I, I, just, I just love kind of just, just, just losing myself. I love the, the architecture yeah. there and everything. Mm-hmm. Sarah, how about you? Um, I really like 21C. 21C. Uh, yeah. Also I, on Main Street. Right <laughs> yeah. Ever since I was a kid, uh, I really liked the, the glitzy limo outside. And mm-hmm. I've always been a big fan of art. And um, I like proof inside as well. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. And I, of course, love the big Michelangelo statue. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah. So I... Uh, 21C is my answer. Yeah, good answer. Good um, I'm going to say a weird one. Uh, on 4th Street, there's this uh, this like storefront that says McClure on it, and there's nothing in there. <laughs> and I thought this would be cool if someone <laughs> opened up a diner, kept the old sign, Ooh. and just put an S on it and call it McClure's, like McClure's Diner or whatever. Um, and it would serve all those hipsters that live across the street at the new uh, Edge on 4th. Ah. But the plan doesn't work because I don't think anybody's living at Edge on Fourth. So <laughs> don't build the diner. It's mostly yet. Airbnb. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I almost never see anyone there. So um, that's, a, that's a great one though because on Shelby and Broadway, when I I go that way home, there's an old TV repair shop. It has this really cool neon sign. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. Someone yeah. about that building. I'm just like, it's so cool. This retro, sign just like, looks like out of the '70s, yeah. and it's all dusty and stuff. And I just I think someone should. Just name a business based on a sign. Uh, <laughs> and it'll do well if anyone ever lives on 4th Street. Uh, but, uh, it reminds me of High Horse, that <coughs> 70s dive bar that's opened in Butchertown. Yeah. They kept like the old signage And there. it says air conditioning. Air, air conditioned <laughs> High Horse. <laughs> yeah. So more old sign bils- businesses, please. Yeah. <laughs> yes. If you we find an old here. sign, just name a business after it. I see a cover story in the future. Yeah. Stories to watch 2020? Mm, oh, maybe. Sign. Yeah. Signs cool to watch. Signs to watch. You'd right. have a big gallery. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna switch gears here. Uh, we're gonna talk about Brown Foreman. Sarah's written a couple of Brown Foreman stories in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Brown Foreman, of course, is a huge global distiller uh, based right here in Louisville. It owns Jack Daniels, Woodford Reserve, and locally it makes Old Forester and Early Times whiskeys. Uh, so, Sarah, I think got the scoop on this one. Uh, what's Brown Foreman planning locally here? What was the story you wrote earlier this week? Yeah, so um, Brown Foreman recently filed plans with the metro government to expen- expand excuse me, yeah. their distillery offerings on um, Dixie Highway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really early, early on in yeah. the um, process, so um, they... There's not a whole lot to report on just yet, but but uh, it's part of their Brown Foreman Distillery complex. Um, We basically saw they were adding, they were going to add 
So it spanned some buildings that were there and mm-hmm. add about what? what how, how many square feet was it? It was going to be 48,864 square feet yeah. of new Down buildings. Down to the, to the digits. Absolutely. Um, Accuracy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, so yeah, that sounded like a pretty good plan, but they wouldn't give you a lot of details. And you said it, that was because it's kind of early on, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. So we asked about how much money they're going to spend uh, and that sort of thing. They, didn't, they wouldn't tell us any of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, Brown Foreman... Often doesn't do small things, so I'm I'm thinking this is. I'm expecting know, something pretty yeah, big. It could be a, a big project for mm-hmm. them. Uh, separate Brown Foreman story that you wrote. Jack Daniels has a new flavor on the way. What's that going to be? It is the Tennessee Apple flavor. Tennessee it came out uh, October first, um, and it's looking like it's going to be a really big revenue driver for mm-hmm. Brown Foreman. Um, it's a little too early to tell since it did come out in yeah. October, but um, it should be good. Yeah. I haven't personally tried it, but. Uh, you know. Do you guys like flavored whiskey? Nope. It's the <laughs> <laughs> Satan of whiskey. Answer. It's the white claw like bourbon. Oh, I like whiskey no, no. flavored whiskey. Personally. Yes. <laughs> maybe the only one I like is maybe some cinnamon in there. The, yeah. The, Fireball. Uh, Fireball. Yeah, that's that's kind of, I know, that's that's putting me in a different light, isn't it? But you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes a, a situation just calls yeah. for Fireball. But you know, the apple stuff and the, yeah. the maple, I, I just, yeah. nope. I like Cherry flavored. tastes like cough syrup. Yeah, tried, it's, it's I don't think ooh. Jack Daniels has one. Jim Beam mm-hmm. had one, I think, and it was awful. Yeah, just I like flavored everything. <laughs> so flavored water, flavored bourbon, flavored. Uh. I think Jack Daniels <laughs> is like targeting. You know, like younger people, like they seem to, um, they seem to have a lot of different like flavor choices. Mm. So mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think maybe they're targeting the younger folks with with this. Me, so. <laughs> <laughs> me. <laughs> Key demo right here. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Uh, basically, uh, my wife bought Jim Beam Peach. I like oh, the peach oh. flavored whiskey, <laughs> no, even though it's no, kind of no. gross. I like it. Yeah. Hey, whatever you like. It's, Is you it know, good or do you like it? You know, you always have to ask yourself. Yes. No. How yes. do they decide which flavors they're going to add? I wonder. What's the thought process? They this? probably they have like a flavor innovation team. Yeah. That, what's like, going to complement? Tries new combinations. Mm. I would guess. Can you imagine no. being that guy who's just like, "Come on, guys, we got to do peach." <laughs> <laughs> And everybody's hey, shouting him down Kiwi. for months. Hey, <laughs> oh my Kiwi god, would be that's good. So I, I like that. That's a good <laughs> idea. The, the bourbon cream stuff is pretty good. Yeah, mm. throw that in your coffee. That's that. That's kind of a natural, I think. But start your day. Stuff. Well, I ran out of regular one time and tried <laughs> Jim Beam Peach. Uh, <laughs> I didn't love it, but uh, it how, how'd you drink it? Like on the rocks? Just you on the rocks. It yeah. It's good with a little ginger ale. Also, I tried it with soda for next time. And it w- I thought maybe that would be good. It was not. I didn't like it. It was better on the rocks. Uh, a flavored vodka I can handle, but vodka is a whole other. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. There was a lot. Like vodka has a lot crazier flavors. Like vodka mm-hmm. has like cotton candy mm-hmm. and birthday you know, cake. <laughs> birthday cake. I think it's a more natural and banana peel. For, for <laughs> flavors, yeah, but with know? Mm-hmm. Uh, bourbon with bourbon, it's like it's always like a fruit or yeah. maple, like you said. So. All right. Well, I'm going to move us on from there, and we're going to talk about John Schnatter. Both Haley and uh, Jason have been writing about. Papa John's and John Schnatter in the last week. Uh, the most interesting thing um, that, I, that I read, for what came from Jason, this uh, thread of, uh, well, it, it wasn't a thread. It was an allegation that uh, from John Schnatter that he was threatened with to be blackmailed. Pretty much. Right? It's the latest chapter in the Schnatter saga. Yeah, so I this guess uh, start at the beginning. Yeah, uh, where did this blackmail allegation come from? Well, it came from the lawsuit that he filed last week, and I think we're all pretty much... Uh, 
in the know of the phone yeah. call that pretty much basically led to his re- resignation from Papa John's. With he was on a phone call with uh, an ad. Stay agency. on that mic. Now. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry. You have a tendency to to wander here. But, he was on. Uh, a, he was on a phone on call the, yeah, with, uh, with uh, laundry service and the the parent company of laundry service is uh, Wasserman, Wasserman Media Group, which is founded by Casey Wasserman. So Schnatter is alleging that um, the uh, Wasserman owed. Uh, or Papa John's owed Wasserman $6 million as mm-hmm. part of the service agreement. Mm-hmm. And when Papa John's refused to pay this $6 million is when, is when the, um, is when the phone call uh, was, le- a portion of the phone call was leaked to Forbes out of retaliation for and uh, he said uh, Papa John's not paying that $6 million. Yeah, he <laughs> said it was, they, they basically blackmailed him. Yeah, that's if essentially you don't, part of it. you don't pay, you don't pay this, money, this we're leaking, we're this, leaking this story. Now, Schnatter claims that in the, uh, in the conversation that he was referring to uh, a prominent uh, public figure who happens to be Colonel Sanders' uh, <laughs> use of calling black people a racial slur, the N-word, and that that's when he said the N word, and not that, he, and that he never used that word in the he past. He was talking about someone else using exactly, it. and he's claiming that um, Forbes uh, took his comments out of context, and mm-hmm. so this is the whole basis of the lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so that was a that was a really big n- uh, bombshell there about that the possible the blackmail. blackmail yeah, um, Washington yeah, yeah so we've been Washington following this. Dude. Haley's <laughs> been uh, writing about uh, all the things that have happened to John Schnatter and. Um, uh, and Papa John's as a result of this lawsuit, or as, as a result of, of that racial slur. Mm-hmm. Um, keep in mind, a lawsuit is just one man's or one person's side of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey Washman hasn't answered that. Yet, we have right? reached out to the Washburn Media Group, and they have not responded. Okay, so um, so we'll see if uh, if you know what his answer to that lawsuit is going to be. But uh, mm-hmm. that's something to keep in mind. I mean, it's just that this isn't, uh, this isn't written in stone, that this is actually what happened. It's, it's, it's Schnatter's, you know, claim. And right. I guess the, the courts will decide. Uh, but, you know, as I was alluding to, I guess uh, Haley, you know, kind of give me a rundown of all the things the company has gone through <laughs> as a result of this racial slur. I mean, basically. Ooh, that's a loaded <laughs> question <Yeah. laughs> there. Uh, so a lot has happened in 2019. Um, as a result of that situation that happened in kind of the middle of summer of 2018, um, there's a whole new wave of leadership in place yeah. at Papa John's. They've really buckled down on their diversity and inclusion there's training. There's new CEO, there's well, new board members, new marketing. Steve Ritchie was the CEO. They've replaced him with Rob Lynch. Um, Rob Lynch is, yeah, a former Arby's <laughs> executive, and Lynch has sh- since shaken up the C-suite even more. Mm-hmm. Three people are leaving. Uh, more people are being brought on, kind of reshuffling um, some positions there. And so internally, there's been a lot of change. And I feel like the stock market is finally um, kind of getting back to a steady level right now. There was um, some tumultuous periods throughout this year. Um, and I feel like right now they're back where they were before this situation happened. Yeah. So they're yeah. they're at about $60 or so per share, mm-hmm. which is um, pretty close to what happened before everything tanked. Yeah. So um, it's been a rebound year for them, and uh, they had positive same-store sales growth for the first time in two years, um, as reported in their last earnings call. So it seems like they're getting back on track. It's just um, trying to dig their way out of the hole. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Well, and then, and then John Schnatter himself has been through a lot too. Uh, he's been trying to rebuild his image. 
Um, he's done some donations to Simmons College. Did you write about those as well, or is that more Larso that's been uh, <laughs> been jumping on? Uh, Larson has been <laughs> picking up a lot of the John Schneider's um, donations. I wrote about his five hundred thousand dollar donation to Jeffersonville High School's baseball program yeah. and the development of their uh, field over there. Um, so he's been doing a lot of donations. He's been um, buying and well, not necessarily buying, but um, vesting some of his stock options, selling a lot of stock with Papa John's. He sold off twenty yeah. percent um, of his thirty percent stake in the mm-hmm. in the company. So he's down to about ten percent ownership in the company. So he's really been kind of stepping away, even though publicly he's speaking a lot to the media about mm. you know his feelings. Yeah, um, Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> thinks he's speaking too much <laughs> yeah. to the media. Well, the <laughs> stock to is on the rebound, and it looks like you know the sentiment around John Schnatter might be coming back around too. You know, you, you mentioned the the donation to the 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 baseball field and Simmons. This is going to be like a long term agreement, yeah. apparently. Yeah, and, and I mean, and also, what if he proves that this was like a <laughs> well, blackmail? Well, that's what I'm You know, this this lawsuit is kind of like this. Everybody's been waiting for this, and this is kind of, you know, his side of the story about what really happened. Yeah. And when Casey Wasserman in the lawsuit, the Schnatter claimed that he was going to bury the founder. Yeah, that was know, a quote. <laughs> that was a quote that he put in this lawsuit. So, you know, it's hopefully through this discovery process, we'll we'll get to hear this phone call and really get to his see, side yeah, of the see story. What actually you think about it, his whole everything he built up his whole life his identity was Ripped gone out, in a matter yeah. of days and i mean in addition to that his personal life um has been brought in has mm-hmm. been brought into this because he's now um going through a divorce with from his wife um that was filed last week in oldham county courts mm-hmm. um and they've agreed to kind of split their properties amicably and <clears throat> it sounds like there was an arrangement already in place they've been separated since april of this year so um you know there's a lot of stuff going on there both professionally and personally for john right. schnatter all right well uh definitely something to watch as uh, some of the the lawsuit stuff unfolds uh, we'll be keeping an eye on that. I'm um, going to switch gears, go to a much lighter topic <laughs> here. Uh, Louisville is getting its first food hall, or so we thought. We got into <laughs> a little trouble saying that yesterday. Uh, so first of all, let's start. Haley, what's, where's the food hall going, and also what's a food hall? <laughs> okay, so it's called the Village Market, and it's um, the latest installment of the Paris Town Development um, you got the address on that. Yeah, it's uh, 712 Brent Street, which is the current location of the cafe. The cafe, which we've reported previously, is moving to the former tannery building kind of adjacent to this property. Yeah. And the cafe's building will be undergoing a $1.5 million renovation um, to kind of revamp the space for this food hall, which... <clears throat> for our purposes of this story, a food hall. Um, I'm laughing because like there's been a big social media debate on what constitutes a food hall. So for the purposes of the story, disclaimer: um, a food hall Fun, Brent, is yeah. <clears throat> a restaurant-led dining destination with a communal dining area that has no retail options whatsoever. So. This is how we can distinguish a food hall between a public market which has retail opportunities and shopping like <coughs> Logan Street Market or um, the Omni's Falls City Market. So yeah. there's definitely food hall-esque <laughs> establishments <laughs> that have like places to eat and places to sit and eat. <coughs> um, but the way we distinguish is solely on that retail shopping factor and whether or not there's like a grocery aspect to it. So. Yeah. 
So we put on, uh, we put out that headline about uh, Louisville getting its first food hall, and immediately some people on social media were like, "No, there's food hall." And then somebody called Haley and said, uh, "No, this is a food hall." And then one other person <laughs> uh, emailed you, kind of a, a rude letter, I thought, um, uh, th- about a um, deacon, no bless. <laughs> yeah, exactly, a man <laughs> of the cloth, uh, <laughs> um, uh, arguing about food halls. Uh, so we put it on Twitter and we said, "Okay, okay, what do you call this? Is this a food hall? Is it a food court? Is it a uh, uh, what was the other one?" public market and um and then the other one was just a smart ass answer of a, a first world problem um and i think most of the people agreed with us that it was a uh um a food hall but i guess it's open to interpretation yeah anyway we were having there's fun a with fluid it. definition and i'm going to lead the charge to you know yeah. create concrete definitions hey, for these uh, places. Yeah, exactly <laughs> what do you think about that location I think it's great. I think Town is definitely, you know, on an upswing. There's mm-hmm. a lot of movement and revitalization going on. Like right now, it's um, pretty busy. It took me a while to get this news, primarily because the, the Town folks are so busy with Fete Day Noel, mm-hmm. the six-week Christmas mm-hmm. um, celebration that's going on in Town. So they're really planning this to be like a destination not only with Old Foresters, Paris Town Hall, the music venue, but they're like planning all of these outdoor courtyard yeah. ac- activities that are in- going to incorporate well with this food hall that's going to have like retractable garage doors that open mm. up into this courtyard space. And they're nice. going to have the same kind of liquor license as 4th Street Live. So, hmm. you so can if you go to a concert, you can walk over to the... Yeah. Uh, Is 4th Street Live a food hall? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least just looking at me. That's a really interesting question. I think Hall of Shame, I think. Uh, come on. That pizza place is okay. Um, anyway. Uh, whiskey dries up. We give, we yeah, we give Four Street there. Live come a hard time because we're here. Yeah. <laughs> we're yeah. here all the time. You see it. Uh, I think our camera's dead, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, your phone's dead. Oh. My angles. Maybe. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we're missing them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, would-be watchers. I think our, we are not getting a video version <laughs> of the podcast this week. Um, I have, uh, I, th- I think we're getting some new video recording <laughs> equipment <laughs> very soon, as I explained to a my co-host. <laughs> um, but anyway. Uh, sorry about that. We yeah, that, uh, we digress. Um, <laughs> I think we'll just wrap it up there, I guess. Um that's all we have this week, uh, but before we go, I'll uh, go around the room, and uh, everybody can share their social media handles, and uh, so as not to throw off Haley this time, <laughs> let's start with Jason. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Scoop Thomas. You can find Love me on Instagram Twitter at handle. Scoop Thomas. Right? Thank you. That's yes. such a cool name. <laughs> Thank you. I can't <laughs> claim it. My colleague at the Indy Star dreamed that up for me. Back when Twitter was just starting. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Early, yeah, early my age here. <laughs> yeah. how, how long have you been on Twitter, by the way? What like 11, 12 years? What maybe? year does it say since? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I, I had since two thousand nine, but I, I deleted that. Does account. it tell you right on your profile? I think so. Look yeah, into that. I'll look into that. Get back to me, Haley. You can find me on Twitter at bfluhaley. That's H A L E Y. I tweet about restaurants and other exciting things. Start debates about food halls, you know, mm-hmm. per usual. I'm also on LinkedIn, Facebook, wherever else you want to find me. Yeah. How about you, Sarah? You can find me on Twitter as well at BF Lou Sarah. That's Sarah with an H. If you know any That's Sarahs. That's the right way to say <laughs> it. I was about That's to right. say, if you know any Sarahs, you know <laughs> we're very territorial about that. So <laughs> please always put an H. Um, and yeah, you can also find me on Facebook and uh, LinkedIn, Sarah Shatburn. Sarahs with no H? 
you've been called out. <laughs> uh, Sorry. July 2010. That's how long I've July been on Twitter. July 2010. I've been on Twitter for eight years. Wow. And separate venues. <laughs> yes. Different handles. Yeah. Um, uh, keeping with the BF Lou theme, you can find me on Twitter at BF Lou David. I'm also on Instagram at Dman3001. <laughs> I think. Uh, that is correct. Okay. Can confirm. <laughs> can confirm. Um, uh, you can see that I really love Instagram and use it all the time. Um, <laughs> if you uh, if you want to contact us directly, you can reach us at the email address accesslouisville at bizjournals.com. Um, if you haven't already, please consider subscribing to us on popular podcast services, including Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and Radio Public. Um, and uh, normally there's a, a, a video version of this show on uh, Business First Facebook page. Doesn't look like that's going to happen this time, but uh, if you want to catch up some of the old episodes, you can go check out Business First Facebook page, and we have some, uh, some of our episodes up there as well. Um, I think that's it. Thank you very much, Jason, Haley, and Sarah. Thank you guys for listening at home, and we'll see you next time.